Hi, it's John Clark. I'm a comedian and writer. John Neffel, comedian and writer also. Mike Drucker, comedian and writer. <laughs> Billy the Kid, comedian, writer, and thirsty. And this is Mr. and Mrs. Smith with the director's commentary on. And screenwriter. Yeah, so uh, we are 22 seconds in if you want to sync up. I have never seen this movie, so I have no idea what to expect. Is anybody? Yeah, I saw it in theaters. Remarkably. <laughs> that sounds funny already. <laughs> Just awful. Why did you see it in theaters? I don't know. I, I might, it may have been a date or something. I no, I definitely didn't want to go. Yeah, no, this was... Uh... Uh, you know, made a lot of bad decisions on the movie, but this is definitely one of the better decisions. They started <laughs> this. Yeah. Wow. They started this commentary. Saying, we made a lot of bad decisions on this movie. Wow. Like we shouldn't have blown up the oven so early in that house scene. So, so the shooting was surprisingly good, despite the fact that they didn't have a lot of time to rehearse. Scale of one to ten. Yeah. Well, what, what's happening in this scene right now is they're talking to a marriage counselor about how boring their marriage is. Yeah, what are you talking about? They adopt. Oh, wait, though. Neither of them look bored. They both look like in, intense yet playful. The whole, it's like the whole, neither one of them are playing bored. The whole thing about this movie is that we're just, as audience members, just supposed to be wetting our pants because we get to watch these two people. And they're amazing. They've got so so much chemistry between them. And we, As we can peasants, see right in this opening shot. Yeah, we the peasants are just supposed to fucking love it. We the well, peasants. And, and we open right away with, how many times do you have sex? So the audience is thinking of Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie having sex. And of course, nothing being conceived since they adopt. And she's also in the tightest shirt you could possibly go outside in. But that's the, that was their selling point. Angelina Jolie in leather fighting Brad Pitt. Was she going to be in leather? He was, he was in leather. No, she was she in leather. Oh, I mean, she was. But oh, perfect. That was your selling point. <laughs> it's also it's also a bit of fucking trailer trailer foreshadowing. Where from the trailer you know exactly what's going to happen. So you spend the first half an hour going, oh, they don't know what I already know, <laughs> and therefore I can't wait until they shoot at each other like in the trailer. When I was in the middle of doing Born Identity, I was doing a different. Movie. I was doing a good yeah. movie, and somebody said, "Do you want to rip this off but put two movie stars in it?" And I said, "Yes." This is like when Shane Black was on the set of Predator and said, "I have an idea for the Last Boy Scout." Whoa! I mean, she does look good. But, uh, yeah. yeah, you can't give really, that. Yeah. You know what? If Angelina Jolie doesn't look good in a Hollywood movie, it has failed miserably. Or terrible makeup. I mean, yeah, you know, every now and then she's going to make her Oscar bid for the movie that makes her look a little ugly. Yeah. The Charlize like, uh, Theron monster thing. Yeah, you know, where she's in the makeup chair for half the time. Mm. Well, she won a Golden Globe for Gia, didn't she? Did she? Where she played a she played like a, a model. It was like an HBO film. Maybe I know too much about Angelina Jolie. <laughs> yes, I think you do. I am the beater a little too much. Gia also has a nude scene with Angelina Jolie. Oh, then you don't know the movie. You just know that scene. No, I've seen the movie. It's actually it's a decent movie. She dies like, like the real Gia did. That's not a spoiler because it's based on real life. 
That is if you're familiar with real life. That is a good decision, by the way. Yeah, that, like, right there, Chef. Well, the top? Yeah. The top was a good decision. Yes. Did you guys know in South America, <laughs> all you do is dance? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and drink shots. Dirty dancing, Mr. and Mrs. Smith. And seductively. There's no fast tempo numbers in South America. No. That's hilarious. And true. Which, and when white people go to South America, they can dance. And like their hips. Yeah, just fucking yeah, do it. White people immediately dance as sexy as possible. Here's another thing about South America. Very high crime rates. <laughs> so there is a good chance that if you're drunk, just in the middle of nowhere... You're gonna get robbed. Now, maybe they would have handled it well since they're secret agents. Spoiler alert. And they have yeah. spoiler alert five guns on them. But I like how they're naked, yet they have firearms on them. Yeah. That well, that's that's how you become a secret agent because you can fucking you know keep a fire. You gotta have skin pockets. Skin pockets. It's like Robo. <laughs> it's like Robo Robocop. Your leg splits open. There's a gun in there. Well, you just get surgery basically because you don't need most of your calf. You just like sort of change it, so you can just like it's decorative. It's decorative. It's 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 evolution's uh, it's for show. Dice in the mirror. Like it's nice there, but it doesn't do anything. You're you don't need to roll initiative to see where you're driving. Dice in the mirror are nice. How fuzzy do they get before they're nice? Here's the thing about Brad Pitt. I don't like him, and yet he's made three perfect movies. What? Uh, Interview with the Vampire. Um. Meet Joe Black. Meet Joe Black. Oh, I, you like that too. And um, <laughs> I was making a joke. <laughs> the rule of three. I have bad taste. <laughs> the Mexican. And, and oh, the Mexican. Or God. Sinbad, the sailor. Oh, where he yeah. played Sinbad and Captain No, but he did make Fight Club. He did make Fight Club. Yeah. He did make 12 Wait, Monkeys. I don't think he meant to. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, he, he accidentally on, did you know, like Fight Joe Club. Black. Yeah, I like, he was walking that. by the set, and all of a sudden he began it. The, the, the commentary of Fight Club with Ed Norton's like, now we've got this symbolism and repeated motifs, and Brad Pitt, he just sounds like he's in a chair spinning. You just look out the window, you know? It really, it sounds like he had no idea what was happening with that movie. Well, why didn't we do that commentary? <laughs> Fight Club's a good film. Fight Club's a really good yeah, film. Yeah, I know, that's the problem. We have it downstairs. Oh man, I wish we had scouted a, a location in Mexico because this is a kind of movie that just looks expensive. Yeah, well, it was like it's like it was a pricey film. Yeah, well, look at it. Well, because because you see, like a quick scene like this, quick scene at the carnival, they rented out that street, they hired every extra, they built those tents, and they hired good extras. It wasn't like a casting call; like they went to to people to get extras. Yeah. See, wait, wait, did they just mention yeah, Swingers? Yeah, I don't know what yeah, Swingers context. Yeah. Was there, I don't remember a shooting gallery in Swingers. Well, the director's cut. <laughs> the, the directors get to watch a different movie yeah. of Swingers. Now, in this movie, do they never know that each other's a secret agent? Not until, well, there's like a big reveal. There's a big reveal but, where it's like, but they, they don't it know out. it at all. They don't know it at all to begin with. Doesn't that make them poor secret agents? Yes. Because, like, Bond could pick out another agent, like, from across. A girl would start dancing, and he would shoot her in the head. See, but here's... And then they would find a gun on her. Here's yeah. the thing, though. And I'm not kidding. So when you see this, you'll see what I'm talking about. Brad Pitt works for a secret agency that's only men. 
And Angelina Jolie works for a secret agency that's only women. That was that was my high school experience. Right. But the thing is, so like your high school, neither understands the other. Yeah. So like when they meet each other, that's they're like, how relationships work. Your penis isn't a rifle because you don't have a penis. So how are you a secret agent? Yeah, look at these shots. It's like, yeah, now we're going to fly across the canyon. Yeah, I think this is an Army of One commercial. <laughs> <laughs> there should be like a Marine's like silhouette on the rocks. Yeah. A sword slashing through the mountain. Oh, and this is... Yeah, what have they been saying? The Marines? No. no. We're, we're doing our best. Yeah. It's not uh, working. We get some more guys over here. So much on their relationship that we really... So guys, secret agents can't recognize girls' secret agents and vice versa. And how did Vince Vaughn become a secret agent? Knew somebody? <laughs> Knew John Favreau. John Favreau's a secret agent. <laughs> He's been selling secrets to the Russians for years. <laughs> That's the only way to explain Elf. <laughs> Falcon and the Snowman is actually about Vince Vaughn and John Favreau. Now, what's great about Vince Vaughn in this movie is is he talks really fast and says things you don't expect him to say. <laughs> Such as? <laughs> oh, you just gotta listen to it, because all of it's like, oh, off, off cuff, you know, very, very fast delivery. He's your go-to patter guy. Yeah. <laughs> if I Is that to... the house from the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air? No, because he's white. <laughs> I don't know if... <laughs> I don't think they're really... So now they're married, or they just have... One, one of them happens to own a house. They're, a they're gigantically ma- over-designed house, and... Well, and they're shacking up in it. With, with each each other believe that the, the other has like this big time job. So like like he has like like a big like computer job and she has a big computer job. But their jobs are so boring, they never check. Yeah, yeah, oh my yeah. god, I've forgotten so does, much of this movie. How does how does this even happen? You know, I've been married for three years, and I can't I can't pass an action figure by my wife. <laughs> Well, maybe that means you and Renee are closer than Brad and Angelina in the movie, which is the point. Because they become close once they realize they're secret agents. They don't have any kids. Are there any kids? There are no kids in this movie. That was. There are no no kids. Then why is their house so fucking big? Because when you're rich, and you just need a lot of shit. Pointless, pointless. Maybe it's like maybe it's like it's sort of like Starship Troopers. That's a hotel. They live. They live in a hotel. It's like a bed and breakfast. Oh, and then they go the other way. And... Then one turns around. <laughs> and no, they don't notice when, like, scars come back. I'm, I'm guessing this isn't the kind of film that's airtight. Mm, no. <laughs> Is that Tina Fey? No. It's a, it's a woman with glad. Uh, no, like, but he's been in a lot of stuff. He was in, I think, The O.C., wasn't he? Yeah. As... White guy. As Trapped and Crandall? Trapped. <laughs> <laughs> if he's listening, hello. Complete inside. <laughs> if, if there were, if there were a, a young Trapped and Crandall film, like, <laughs> him in Chicago in starting out, mm-hmm. it would be... They would the totally DOC cast guy. this guy. They yeah. would cast this guy. Or if, like, Trapped and Crandall killed the president and they needed a movie. Because <laughs> I think that's, that's the only likely. way. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the only way there's going to be Trapped and Crandall played by someone else. That would be like murdered Bono. <laughs> and he was like, I just wanted to be famous. I was tired of the mics. <laughs> kind of like, like I shot Andy Warhol. Exactly. exactly. I was trying to think of an artist of enough importance where it'd be a big deal. Well, Bono was a, was a go-to place. Yeah. Bono's my go-to John Lennon. 
Yeah. <laughs> that guy's got it coming. <laughs> Big star, work for peace. Yeah. Get shot by yeah, a crazy... Crazy lover. Captain and gentlemen. Oh, god damn it. We have a phone call. We have a caller. Yeah, it's a call-in show. <laughs> what you just missed is that he had blood on his collar. Like a smudge... You know like when you kill someone and there's nothing but there's like that right here? Yeah. That's what he got. Oh. You know when you kill someone? It's, it's you know, that daily thing you do? Yeah, I feel like that movie did it perfectly for you. It's pissing rain out there. With the line. With expensive rain. Yeah, everything in this movie was way over budget. Did this film go over budget, or was it just had it just a crazy budget? I think it had a crazy budget because I mean, when you get two stars like Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie, they will give you the moon. So the less real this movie is, the more they buy it. Is making the audience believe that these two people who are world class assassins are living under the same roof and don't know um, who it is they're living with. So, of course, with this house, they're not really under the same roof. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's a series of roofs connected by separate wings of the museum. And um, when we blueprints, I worked with the, uh, the they built this house, <laughs> apparently. We did the house based around it. We put the walls up in. With plywood, reblocks. Plywood. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's thirteen. Let's get to the good stuff. Yeah. Uh, we built wood it. Doesn't warp as much as a different kind of wood. <laughs> what kind of wood do you like? It's termite. Termite deep pine. Thirteen minutes in, and they're talking about how the how the sets were made. Which notable is that exchange was supposed to be like a big, like yeah. important exchange. And by the way, this how is, dead their marriage is. This is the director and the screenwriter. But you notice yeah. here, it's not like the, it's not like the production designer, yeah. which is on another commentary of his. Funny, every time I saw this movie, and I've seen it a few times in theaters. People, she has she very good balance. They see that because they're not sure exactly what they're seeing. I mean, the concept of James Bond or even a movie like Long Kiss Goodnight that would become normalized in the discourse of the movie, but because it's happening in a film where you have like these sort of Woody Allen scenes and more realistic drama. They're, Woody Allen scenes? They're sort of like lat- latter-day Woody Allen scenes. You well, know, like, well, because they're on like a therapist's <laughs> couch and they cut to that? Everything that we shot in the shrink's office. Wouldn't it be great if Brad Pitt based his performance on Woody Allen? <laughs> I don't understand. She goes away for days at a time. She comes back with bruises. She says nothing. <laughs> and, and Angelina Jolie would therefore be... What, uh, Diane Keaton. Diane Keaton. <laughs> Which, just a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't like, I like, I shouldn't use that, but I mean, I hate Diane Keaton. Diane Keaton. I know everyone loves her. Diane Keaton's made some good films. She's made some poor choices. Yeah, I know she was in Sleeper, but she like, was in Annie Hall. she was in The Godfather. She wasn't the, but she, she's, I don't know. Your husband's The Godfather. It's a good thing. Don't get an abortion. Oh my god. That was Godfather 2. This movie has already made you angry. I hate this movie. <laughs> 15 minutes in. <laughs> and yet, it's from your collection. I got it for free. And you didn't give it to anybody. <laughs> no one would take it. It's like kind of <laughs> no one would take it. Yeah. Do you know how, how hard it was for me to give away Night at the Museum? Oh, it was like <laughs> Yeah, you had to give it to me and I had to give, give it to somebody. Away. But at first you were like, I don't know. It's not at the museum. It's gonna... <laughs> you should keep it. It's in middle of the table that is 40 feet long. Why don't we just sit next to each other like regular people? 
Wait till you see Citizen Kane. Oh, kid. Yeah, but Citizen Kane, like, started that big table thing. Yeah, they didn't really add to it. Yeah. It's not like in Looney Tunes where it's like, it'd be like, give me the salt! And, like, you'd have to, like, get up and go all the way around. and That happened in Batman. Yeah. Kim Basinger's doing the, the fakest yell ever. That's Kim Basinger. What did you control? She has an Oscar. Wasn't she also in My Stepmother's an Alien? Yeah. Which is like my center movie. But she married Alec Baldwin. Movie? That's like the hub that I... That's like my Kevin Bacon. That's the son of your of your universe? Of, of my movie solar system, yeah. <laughs> but she married Alec Baldwin. She already lost. You're never going to glorify action. And we're going to keep character in the foreground. And we're going to try to have... By keep character in the foreground, he means like Angela, <laughs> Angelina Jolie really well. <laughs> Exactly. Don't give her anything to do. He dropped the cords over. Because he knows that actors play characters. Characters. That's welcome. what screenwriters do. They know act. That's how they get their screenplays produced. This screenplay was literally thirty-two pages long. Does he? Brad Pitt is literally not acting in that shot. No, he's not. He's like he's waiting for his picture to be taken. Yeah, look like just kind of B-roll. Like, yeah, just put that one in there. Here's here's the thing about this movie that angers me though, is that it's really when you think about it, it's them playing themselves. It's like they're like super rich, do anything they want. They could kill someone, and it's above the law. But they're like, we're normal people. Leave us alone, America. Angelina Jolie could literally kill a child, and we'd be like, she's done a lot of good. She's adopted several of them. She's adopted. She's allowed to kill one. No one's a hundred percent. You win some, you lose some. Yeah. They're watching Jeopardy. That makes them normal people. These are into God. Uh, well, I don't, I don't know about you guys, but I don't think that any secret agents that I've ever heard of actually live in houses like that. Like, I don't think that... that it's not really laying low, is it? No, it's... Uh, <laughs> no, they're government workers. They don't make that much. Yeah. I guess these guys are mercenaries? Is that what It's sort of like... They're not like... Yeah, they're not government agents. They're like... They're like a... It's like a freelance mercenary. It's like a temp agency for killing folks. Yeah. I remember people complaining about um, the X-Files when Jillian Anderson's suits got too nice. <laughs> they were like, FBI agents can't afford a suit like that. And she was living in a one-bedroom apartment. script was so exciting and funny, and you know, you're not necessarily getting uh, all of the great uh, oh, What you can't hear is these guys have like an Irish brush. So I figured when, it's, when the a little said, character development quotation marks. But it's, but it's not a great Irish rogue. That would actually hurt you. Like, sort of Lucky Charms-ish. Also, it's being replaced by just a little... Little, little character development in Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Good. Kind of like uh, Brad Pitt's accent in, Sna- in Snatch. Exactly. It's a lot like Snatch. It's a lot like Snatch. Although, they, you know, it really was sometimes a, a battle in terms of uh, what lines they would say. <laughs> and there we see the power structure of Hollywood. Listen, director yeah, man. I got twelve lines. Six. How about six? Yeah. Six instead. Yeah. Six maybe. I got to fuck Angelina. 
That doesn't do itself. <laughs> how, how, how about six? But I'll repeat three. Now that's a compromise you can walk away that's, from. That's how many? Can I get a catchphrase? Like, like I said, you've been murdered or something. I don't know. For the kids. If I learned anything from this movie, it's that the, you know, this is a movie that, you know, by all rights, you know, should basically be awful. <laughs> one of us say that. <laughs> what I learned from this film is that this movie by all rights should be awful. What I learned from this film is that this movie should basically be awful. What, what I learned from this movie is that by all rights this film should be awful. What I learned from this movie is that by rights this film should be awful. That wasn't even a telephone game. That was so strong that we didn't lose it. Oh. Wait, what saved Something. Oh, Because that's another blockbuster. That, you know, I had pitched out right off from the beginning, you know, very simple rules for the film. Because uh, <laughs> Brad likes it simple. And here's a bad decision, number three. First of all, the rules were all in one syllable words. <laughs> yeah. This was the first scene we did where Brad was actually going to be undercover as a spy. Really trying to keep it how goofy he was going to be or not be. And, and we... We really shot this over, you know, over two days. <laughs> yeah, goofy. And, and, but the other, you know, a lot, of, the thing about the two days was that a lot of it was shooting the same shot over and over again, but with, with a lot, modulating how goofy it was or not. Well, that's the thing that's tough about that scene. That's the scene that he is goofy at the beginning. They are talking over her. He has to actually feel lethal. There's the something about this scene that really just makes me just don't say it. Just no, no, just hate. It's, it's the opposite of what you think. <laughs> hate sex. Yeah, it makes me just like like it makes me not want to have a dick. It makes me not want to touch anyone. And she's like in plastic. It's not even leather. Because it's so. Oh come on! And look at that. So much more ambitious than I I had anticipated when I started. By the way, you're a major crime boss. I don't know. People that like the movie, I think what they respond to is they they're not quite sure how to describe the film. I think he described it perfectly when he said awful. It's dressed up like and pretending to be an action movie, and certainly it's It's a romantic comedy. I mean, the structure of the movie, the the plotting of the movie, the characters. So it's two shitty genres for the first yeah. <laughs> But I also love he says it's a romantic comedy as Angelina Jolie jumps off a 40 foot building with her grappling hook. Like Nanny McPhee. Yeah. Like a Nanny Diaries. Here's a genre. Angelina G- Jolie and Brad Pitt. That's your genre. How about shit? I think you could categorize it under shit, huh? He said it himself. Oh, Christian Pop's playing. I like that. <laughs> you can't hear any of That'll give you the red states. Once we put that stamp on the movie. Yeah, it's funny, because I think one of the challenges we had, Steve and I, in pitching the movie five years ago, was 
was people would say what kind of movie it is, and I would say all of the things you just went. I'd say it's a thriller, it's a romantic comedy. <laughs> it's whatever will get it sold. Yeah, it's, yeah, we can we can compromise anything. <laughs> How many different movies can bomb at once? Yeah. <laughs> if you want it to, there's a monster in the basement that travels through time. If you want it, if you want it, you're gonna have to earn it. It's a period piece. <laughs> Takes place eight months ago. <laughs> <laughs> that, that wacky time of 2003 <laughs> when we were at war with Iraq Bush was in the White House yeah the good times <laughs> no no I didn't mean that seriously I meant like no no you can leave it don't worry about it you can have no problem yeah that was actually of all the what's weird is everyone in this neighborhood had a baby Exact day. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they're all this all the exact I think it's just the same baby being passed around for every shot. And it's just like a split screen. Yeah. You have like (laughs) the CG baby one here. I've got the bald spot in the back of the head. And that's how she that's the baby baby could do that. That's the baby she adopted. I could do that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, here we go. Character. Character. You know what? I would let I would let Angelina Jolie hold me, and I would make a bemused face for the money this movie paid. I always get weird when subtitles are. What is with this bathroom? It is a very. It's larger than their living room. They should have their cribs. Huh? Made out of stainless steel. Well, you find out later that they store their guns like throughout the house. So, like, no, I figured that out from the commercial. No, I mean, like, in every room in the house, like, they can, like, compared to the garage, also where you store weapons. Yeah, you store a lot of weapons and money here, I believe. That that guitar case, not a not a guitar inside. Oh, everything lights up. Which is wait, my first, you know, really intimate. Collaboration with the director of photography, Boyan Bazelli. Um, right, I don't think we're getting any gold out of Oh, no. Out. We're getting name dropping. But you, you can you can even hear the apathy on the yeah. part of the director and the screenwriter. Yeah. I'm guessing they, they did this was a, This was a job. Yeah. You know, like when you get a, when you get a really shitty road gig and you're like, that's stage time. I'm thinking, I'm thinking they did this commentary after the critics reviewed it. Yeah. In addition to, you know, whoever made Brad pick Angelina Jolie, uh, as beautiful as they are. And also that effect was like, so horribly fake. Yeah, 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 but... but it, they should have spent more money on that. And here's the thing, if, uh... Can't tell whether if you have a, when, when did they install these secret drawers and rooms that pop out without the other one being home? Well, they, they have an engineer that's very neutral. The entire house was built around the fight that's coming up about half Smith an hour Engineering now. and um, <laughs> about a half an hour from now yeah where all the hits were gonna take place. do you think she was uh, hot when she was like 20 yeah that's why she's still an actress probably yeah do you ever do that like you ever like look at an old lady yeah and you're like were you hot I mean like you don't know I still look you just like wonder grandma, like a grandma, you never know so no. you never know we might literally all have blown up and but you know some hot women were not pretty girls. You never know. And some pretty girls are not hot women. No, because they're still young. In high school, you know. Hannah Montana, not a hot woman. In my high school. There but Millie Ray Cyrus, great! Ah, beautiful hair. Billy and I are actually going to go see the best of both worlds. Billy Ray Cyrus and you? For my birthday. Not to say a reshoot, but we couldn't get 
Brand the best of both worlds is the Hannah Montana and Millie Ray Cyrus. Don't plug him. Like he does. All these sets are full of unnecessary trap doors. Yeah. This is like everything is sliding out of something else. It's like, why don't you just go really far away? And let me guess, this is his computer. Like, like he couldn't have a normal computer and then access the program for this. It had to be a different computer that that weighs 70 pounds that's raised with hydraulics. Yeah, three screens. You don't know how deep this shit goes. Goes into the table. The rabbit hole. There's OC guy again. Trafton. I wonder if he listens to these. Nobody listens to these. And if you are, good for you. Is that a tattoo on his neck? Yes. I think that was a watermark. Like, so you don't copy on his the neck? photo. Like Getty Images? Yeah, like Getty Images. Yeah. AP. I think someone just bought that, right? Getty? I don't know. People buy it from them every day. No, no like the company. The company. company. Uh, the entire Getty. All of Getty. What, what, yeah. city, what city are they in? Crappy Images. I think they're in New York. That is a U... Is this in her house? No, no, no. This is, this is going to work. <laughs> I honestly thought she was going down to the basement. No, look, it's like going it's, to the wine cellar. It's like the X-ray. Yeah, machine she just now. wants wine, so she has to go through this. Shit, they don't have unnecessary shit. They just have a lot. Well, you mean with the blue, the blue, the sinking blue lights? And it's okay. It's like Star Trek: The Experience on their way to work. Do you do you have? Do you work for an assassin agency? Do you know if... Neither do they. That's in true. the world of the movie, they do. I'm not buying the world of the movie. <laughs> all of... all. I mean, they're also top-notch design agencies. Are they both Bond villains? Yeah, basically. That's basically it. Oh, that's the uh, girl from House. Right, so these are all... These are all just hot... And they're all hot girls. Yeah, yeah, they're yeah. very attractive. You don't want to be, because if you're an assassin, you want to be the hottest woman. <laughs> yeah. You want everyone to be looking at you yeah. all the time. That's that's the best way to run. Also, no matter what you do, ugly chicks can't handle a sniper rifle. I don't know if you've ever seen it, but it's like, ah, I like ugly baddie. Can't do it. I think they'd have more motivation. Ladies and gentlemen, they're too busy trying to make themselves pretty to, learn how to <laughs> operate a sniper rifle. Oh, Pretty this, girls are already there. They got time on their hands. This is where the big reveal happens. There's a lot of big reveals in this film. Is if the audience going to be like, Oh, snap! They're assassins? I came in here blind! I never saw that coming. I, I want to see the screenings for this film. I wanted to see them work through their emotional problems in front of a therapist. Yeah. That this is such a Jacoby meditation in middle class malaise. When, no. when Brad met no, Angelina. I wanted to see him be late for the New Year's dance. No. Uh, I don't even think that she goes under this infrared wire in that sexy Captain Zeta Jones way. No, no, it's the Jeep rolled by. We were just talking about that today. Seriously, once that shot gets in my brain, it stays there for a good two or three days. Oh, that's creepy. <laughs> Just think Trafton. Yeah, Trafton. Trafton Crandall. Like Trafton Crandall doing under the wire? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, guys. Uh, <laughs> you just ruined the one good part of that movie for me. I almost wish Trafton Crandall wasn't a real guy because it's the perfect character name yeah. I've ever heard. Why didn't we... It's a great, we should like, invite him. He lives nearby. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Because we 
It's a great anything. Like it could be the name of like like an advertising firm or like. It could be the name of food in a French bistro. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna go. I'll have the trapped in Crandall, please. Sounds like wine. How do you like your Trafton? I like it Crandall. <laughs> <laughs> I like it lightly Crandall. You know what? <laughs> he the would be so inside. happy if we told him that he had a name that fit anything. Yeah. yeah. Like, what brand of guitar is that? Oh, it's Trafton Crandall. <laughs> <laughs> and it sounds like it's legitimate. Yeah. That, that makes good guitars. <laughs> Expensive. But they're Expensive, worth it. yeah. Yeah, what ended up happening actually is I went back to that original scene and I was At like, midnight, now is that Playboy, Trafton Crandall. <laughs> I'm sorry. In that shot, I thought uh, Brad Pitt was Diedrich Bader for a minute. I honestly did. I was like, is Diedrich Bader in this movie? Wait, who's that? Uh, uh, Boomhauer on King of the Hill. Yeah, oh, okay. Oswald on uh, Drew Carey. Look at him. Is he in the goggles? you see it? Yeah. Well, anyone, if you wear those goggles at any time... And if you flip the bill, yeah, the bill up, you're right. He does look oh, like so yeah, she's scoping him, but she's... because he's wearing the goggles, she doesn't know who he is? Right. No, she can't. She just said you gotta be kidding. Because she thinks he's just like a tourist dude uh, who's like hitting the desert. Yeah, they're very bad secret agents. Yeah, they are. Well, but uh, I don't know about now that. Now she's about to learn that he's not, he's like the Wu-Tang Clan. But really, if, you know what? There have been times where I have met my wife at uh, a public place and she was wearing a hat that I'd never seen before. I still knew it was her. I would wager you're actually smarter than Brad Pitt. I don't know. He's very successful. <laughs> Both in the movie. I'm glad and in we're life. going by that way. You know, what? the one thing that I can have like over LeBron James is a master's degree. Don't take that because <laughs> he skipped all of it. But he's making so much more money. But is he happy? I think. <laughs> I think he is. I don't know. He's your age you and has $40 million more than you. Did you ever hear that Britney Spears song, Lucky? It's about, like, the singer who's really lonely. Mm. She's a star, but... With that... <laughs> she cry, cry, cries in her lonely She's heart. like a clown who's crying on the inside. Exactly. I think that's how LeBron James is. Oh, so everything explodes. It's sort of like a... Fight. Everything! This is the dust itself. If this were a real movie, we'd have two weeks to shoot it. If this were a real movie, how much more real do you get? This guy is not satisfied like, with anything in life, is he? Well, he made Mr. and Mrs. Smith. <laughs> this movie is so ridiculous. It's like It's been three years, and he still wakes up in the morning and says, I made Mr. Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Yeah. Sort of like in that way you regret it when the night after breaking up with someone. And you're like... Oh, I I was dreaming so good. Or the night after hooking up with someone. Or the night after hooking up with someone. And it's it's one of my favorite sequences in the whole film. It has a huge amount of scope. You and I have much different regret patterns. Yeah. Did you say Simon Crandall? Drafting Crandall. This is a... That's how they developed the character. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Everything was exploding and now he's just back at a coffee shop? Well, because he wasn't harmed, because he ducked. But they didn't show him trying to escape or anything? No, what it's more like... more is there to show? What movie were we... It's like the X-Files movie where they escape from the middle of nowhere. Yeah, that's back. the worst part of that movie. <laughs> so this movie is like all the worst parts of the X-Files movie. It's like the worst parts of any movie. Like, it's the worst parts of Wedding Crashers. It's the worst part... 
most things that Brad Pitt's done. Oh, and here's Vince Vaughn being like pattery about ice cream. Right. Vince Vaughn's thing was kind of fun for a couple movies. Oh yeah, I thought he was great when I like when I was younger and I saw him in movies. I was like, wow, that's an actor. <laughs> well, your standards were pretty low, huh? So when you saw like he's very much the Anthony Hopkins and stuff, he was brilliant. He's the greatest person ever. Vince Vaughn is definitely the Ben Affleck of his pairing. Yeah, this is okay. This is okay. That is true. And that line about maybe he's Filipino is uh, entirely and purely a racist. And one of my favorite. It's the craziest line. It might be the funniest line in the whole movie. Maybe he's Filipino. Hey, if we could throw it into any conversation and see if it kills, we'll see what happens. By the way, best line in the film was improvised. And racist. And racist. And racist. Just like, you have a script, but the best line in the film. Clearly, he does not like his own work. And I believe that's coming from the screenwriter. Yeah. <laughs> Sort of a hot geeky lady. Is she in his garage? Well, she, yeah. No, it's not his garage. So how secret anymore. is it's a headquarters? Yeah, but how secret is this that he's having like his secret agent contacts? Apparently, if these people are flying all over the world randomly, how do they know when they're not going to be home? I guess you have a schedule. I call it bad screenwriting. That's what I call. It. How do you have a schedule if you're an assassin all over the world? I don't know. You couldn't afford to shoot on Canal Street? No, but because they wasted all their money on everything. <laughs> That's it. When a movie this overly expensive starts talking about things they couldn't afford. You screwed us on the budget. You know, I really... I just want to say something right now about hacking in movies. Really quick. Too easy. It doesn't work that way. <laughs> you can't put in like like a microchip and then find out all, like like that who bought it. Especially if you're a secret agency. <laughs> like it's not like this serial number. Cover your tracks a little bit better. Yeah, and I actually think what happened this movie. Untraceable in movies now. Oh, but now she suspects her. I mean, now he suspects her because of the microchip. He's he's blaming like usually a cross genre is a good thing. You know, it's like an Evil Dead Two or a Men in Black, and it's just kind of like, well, some people wanted an action movie and some people wanted a comedy, so everyone hated it. Maybe he's Filipino. Tell you what to do and how to shoot. Apparently you didn't understand the tone of the movie. Like we made it darker, we made it lighter. Yeah. Do you see the timing on that? Wait, wait. And Batman and Robin. Exactly. So honestly, I thought while we were making a movie, Akiva thought we were making a drama, and Lucas thought we were making an 
action movie in reality. <laughs> Nobody bothered to And when the two movie. worlds yeah. collided, oh, hey. Peanut butter and my chocolate. Now, I haven't seen this before, but this commentary is making it sound like more of a mess than what I'm looking at. Well, what's weird, too, is it sounds like they're defending a mess. Yeah. Yeah. Like, they know how awful it was. This movie still made a ton of money, though, right? Yeah. It did very well. It, it was a star-driven action film. I mean, both... This movie is absolute proof that if you get two stars who are as big as possible at the moment they're as big as possible... You don't need anything else. I think the bucket list is still trying to, you know. Not the, not I heard the, terrible. It's not the same. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you just compared I heard also compared to Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie. I heard Morgan Freeman has looks, a nude scene. That looks like an awful movie, though. But they're like, you're like Morgan Freeman and Jack Nicholson. They're the new Brangelina. Yeah. <laughs> like, they're going to be shot going to yeah. premieres together. Yeah, you heard On the first. beach through a long Zoom. Freemanson. Frickelson? Freemanson. <laughs> Frickelson. So it's like, so, so their movie's like, it's the odd couple. And they don't know that each is a secret agent. So, so it's like... Frickelman. See, that should have been the odd couple, too. The odd couple, too, is... Felix and Oscar don't know that each other is a secret agent. <laughs> but they put a new title to it, Mr. and Mrs. Smith. And put a whole bunch of different genres in it. If this movie was Lemon and Mathal, I would have seen it opening night. So she's gonna try. Now this is like the first. So does she know who? They know. They know who each other. When did that happen? Just now, when they were looking at computer screens and like he saw where her address was. Because that was the most dramatic way to do it. Okay. Was looking at them just staring at the screen, going, "Oh my wife." Did you see the subtlety? Yeah, I was gonna say he shook his leg, and she was watching it on the screen, and the and her. Is that how she well, got her? It? What assistant goes? Like, it's your husband. The, the assistant su- told her. The no, it's your husband. But she meant on the phone, not toward. You see the subtlety. Good decision number one, ladies and gentlemen. That no, there were a lot of bad decisions made on this movie, and that was not one. One of the. I went up there with Lucas to listen to it. It was, you know, it was awful. Now, why do they automatically have to kill each other just because they're? Because they've been spotted. Just because they're, they, yeah, they're, they belong they to, to two. Anyone. So they belong to two different agencies. So they're just rival schools. Well, it's not just rival schools. It's it's they're like the, on each the, other. the the policy of both companies is that if you know, like, if you're found out by someone, if you've been made, if you've been made, you got to kill that person. Because that person could go tell everyone, and then like you're useless to the agency. I feel like any other movie they would have cut a deal or blackmailed each other. It's like so I'm done with in this agency. Yeah, because they're immediately no, like, supposed to die. They're immediately like, no, nah, well I'll kill. Okay, I'm gonna go home and kill my wife. And there's no, but you know what? The whole movie hinges on that, and there's no moral dilemma. Yeah, like he just goes home to kill his wife. Well, I mean, but who doesn't now? It's a big trend. Pull out one scene. I'm not going here. I was going to say, you married. <laughs> but, like, he doesn't even question it, you know? It's not, he's like, but she's my wife. Didn't even come up. Well, I mean, you saw from the marriage counseling scene that their marriage was getting a little boring. So they might as well kill each other. And as we know in the binary language of film, if marriage is getting a little boring, you can use a dead wife. One zero one. One zero one zero one. If wife boring, comma then, wife dead equal good. That's exactly who they are. I mean, this is 
I think that was Pascal. Twisted love story. These two guys, these two guys sound like like the local public access Ebert and Roper. Like they're just like this movie's really about. This moment coming up right here. Well, haven't you, like, remember? Yeah, this oh. is the typical Doug line. It will totally infuriate my producers. Uh, Brad used to spit the, uh, the mm-hmm. food out into his napkin. That's what we shot. We finished the scene. We moved on. The next day we were talking. And I remember Brad this. and I were talking about the fact that, you know, he really should have swallowed it. Mm-hmm. And I told the producers, I know we're done in that set. I got to go back. Brad needs to swallow that meat. And, I said, and you see? <laughs> Had Brad swallowed a little more meat, you'd have a more interesting film. So he went against the studio. <laughs> the studio's like, he doesn't need to swallow the meat. <laughs> You're like, yes, he does! And I want it in the trailer. have two shots in a row. So when she fires, he has to fire back. You know, and it has to continue that way. And if he spit out, I probably didn't think of it that way. Like we have this hindsight now, right? There's right. literally no humanity in either one of them. It felt wrong. It feels like a surrender. You don't want him to surrender in that scene. You want him to, the great thing about when you meet somebody for the first time is you're finishing each other's sentences. You know, there's no silence. Crazy thing is when you're done with the movie, That's like, the crazy thing about there, relationships, like, oh, is that we both have weapons sometimes, and we fire them right? at each other. You know, of course, in the desert, you know, she needs to have been there 24 hours from what right. he did. And, right. but somehow so she just ran away? That Was was that the big fight? You're sort of going more in gut. No, here it is. It's the Ferris Bueller moment of agents. See? Many, many different... Dun 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 Brad, you're supposed to be in a car now. What if I run into a fence? Yeah. Okay. We couldn't afford the car chase. Again, like re-conceiving sort of the ravine to become the desert. Uh, we spent a lot of time figuring out, okay, Oh, yeah, let's just get hit by the car. Isn't that usually the end of the scene when you run the guy over with the car? Well, you have to run him over. I mean, bouncing him up's different. This particular sequence right here where he's on the roof and they're talking has been... We don't want to go to sleep angry. That's that's a good joke because people really say that. In relationship. Yeah, that hasn't and been overdone. Simon secretly got me the extra exterior shots, and I secretly stole the extra interior shots. It, it, it sounds like no one who worked on this nope. film talked to anyone else. Who no, no one had film. No it, it also sounds like no one was in charge. Yes. <laughs> like, everybody's like, well, this one screenwriter thought it was a totally different movie, and we just let him run with it. Yeah. We didn't see the point. We told them it was yet. so many different genres, and they all bought it. We just figured as long as we kept Angelina Jolie in the tightest shirts imaginable, we had a movie. Oh, wait. And this is the second half of the day. This scene, yeah. give me an idea of how short the scene was supposed to be. That scene that takes place in the chop shop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, again. Again, isn't Vince Vaughn supposed to be his like contemporary? Isn't aren't they supposed to be equals? But he lives in the shitty, crappy house, and like Brad Pitt lives in a gigantic mansion. Is that what happens when you double your income? Is 
No, well, I think he's supposed to like pretend to be like a like a single dude. He, he lives with his mom. You, that's a bit that goes. So like, but again, shouldn't he have a nicer house for his mom if he's on the same pay scale as Brad Pitt? I think this is a movie conception. Brad Pitt has incomes are like. Yeah, Brad Pitt has a bathroom from the W. This movie has a social commentary that you don't understand. Literally, all I, I don't understand anything. Jokes for the six or seven hours we were in there, and I was green in the face because he never opened the door or any of the windows. He was chain smoking the entire time, and I wrote this. Whoa, Calm down! Yeah. Wow, we got enough time. That was outright pissy. It was like a nine-page monologue. Of it's just give your sense. Like it wasn't any longer than the no. scene that Angie has with Miss Jones. It was exact with Jasmine. Yeah, it was the exact same length. And I walked into you, and I and remember we ripped some of the lines in front of you, and you played them, and I handed somebody like this sixteen-page. Monologue, and everybody was like, I, I don't know what movie this is going to be in, but it's, <laughs> <laughs> but it's not going to be in mine. Because mine Mr. is perfect. <laughs> Again, the theme rears its ugly head. It is not Mr. or Mrs. Smith, okay? <laughs> I am making my movie. Might be Miss Congeniality, you go make that movie. <laughs> yeah, in that, Mr. Vince. Wait, nope, wait. Pitch idea. Mr. and Mrs. Smith, meet, meet Miss Congeniality. <laughs> Mr. and Mrs. Congeniality. That's also about a woman undercover. He's yep. responding to... Sandra Bullock. Sandra Bullock. Sandra Bullock marries Brad Pitt. So I have a mug root beer in my hand. And have we sunk to that level? <laughs> and we're paid 20 cents every time we say that mug root beer. <laughs> the best. That would be such a step up for us. We're paid 20 cents every time we mention mug root beer. We would write a song. Brought to you by Bronda. <laughs> Why is he speaking so fast? I don't want to say why. Because he's got so much to say about the movie. He's a cautionary tale for... Cautionary tale for married secret agents. <laughs> if you're a married secret agent, this could happen to you. You would have to sleep on the blue plastic. She should be drinking Blue Label, too. Oh. No, really. Just to match the theme of the room. Yeah. Johnny Walker Blue. Well, and it's, that's the expensive one. She's going to be drinking Johnny Walker. Well, she might be going down to a single income. Then she has to live in a shitty apartment. To live with Vince Vaughn. I also like that you meant you said middle class when we saw their house. Yeah. <laughs> there was, like, I think eight windows per floor. Yeah, once I said that, I was like, yeah. It was four stories tall. You sort of got that Mitt Romney conception of the middle yeah. class, where it's like 800,000-ish, right? Who yeah. let the dogs out? Who let the dogs out? As long as it's under seven figures, you're middle class. Three lines of dialogue. Three lines of dialogue turned into probably four minutes of screen time. Three lines of dialogue turned into four minutes of screen time. That's how well under tight control this movie was. All right, girls. <laughs> Eat the balloon and disperse. Oh, we're in there. I love like, the music. Get em, girl. I love that the music kicked in right now. It's like work. <laughs> work. Nine to five. <laughs> <laughs> you better work. Oh. Damn you, Teddy Bear. You know what? And like, I don't want to harp on this. Enough. I don't want to harp on this. Uh, ugly women could do this. This is not shooting someone. This is not distracting someone. I, I think we found the ugliest woman in the movie. The, the, the lady from Law and Order, who quit Law and Order so she could be in movies, and has been like 
I think so. One, one of the district attorneys from Law and Order SVU quit. Oh, didn't she, she was the one who looked death at, or something? She was the one who looked accessible. But, and so she's been in a ton of movies, but every movie she's in, she's been in, like, the lady in the scene doing something for the main character. Yeah. Like, the assistant. She's working her way up. She she was at the top. And then she was like, you know, I want to do something else. Like Shelley Long. She'll be yeah, in the, is, the like bucket she, mystery. She's a dramatic Shelley Long. Shelley Long. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Your face is so red. Exactly like Shelley Long. Future killers. Yeah. <laughs> future killer note to self pitch movie future killers starring Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie do you think the pitch meeting started like this Brad Pitt Angelina Jolie okay well here's a check what are we making a movie about <laughs> yeah. uh, they got guns okay. oh I like guns. it I like it they live in a house, so they can have guns in the house. All right, reminds me of myself. And uh, we don't have a budget for a third person, so let them shoot at each other. I don't... Okay. I, I'll, yeah, all right. <laughs> I think the pitch was, okay. Yeah. 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 It sounds like it'll make money. Can you get them? Oh, they're talking about the previous thing. Uh, apparently they shot everything two different ways. Well, the, when it, you, you, see, this would have been a good DVD if they just had the funny Mr. and Mrs. Smith and the dark Mr. Yeah. and Mrs. Smith. Choose your own. Oh, this is Brad Pitt angry. But I think that's the funny angry. It's like over the top. Because when you're angry, you, you don't da- go like, oh, I'm going to knock you out. No, you dance like yeah, Sammy. Mama's yeah. knock you out. <laughs> you dance like Sammy Davis Jr. No, like when you're angry, you're like, God, fuck. Like there was a man who jangles and he danced for you. Yeah, see, no one's actually like that when they're mad at their wives. <laughs> Maybe you. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, Sam, I'm sure Sammy was. Out toe! <laughs> Sammy David Jr. would have been good in this. Can I ask you guys... As the Vince Vaughn character? Yeah, oh yeah. Can I ask you guys a question? I guess? Yeah, sure, go ahead. Same, same topic. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm a straight man. But when there's just too many attractive women... Like on like just doing like hacking computers. Don't you just get angry at the movie? Like you no longer believe it. You're just like, fuck you, Hollywood. Well, you know what? You know what I was thinking is like, even if they were all that attractive, they spent way too much time doing their hair and makeup before they stayed up all night hacking computers. I would say the same thing about the male agency, but Vince Vaughn's in it. So, so like, it's not like. It's not like Brad Pitt and like Tom Cruise are like buddies. They may be. <laughs> See, this is this movie says something about Jennifer Aniston when you have Brad Pitt and Vince Vaughn in the same room. By the way, I always thought that Jennifer Aniston was better than Angelina Jolie. Oh yeah, in every way. Yeah, in talent. Uh, no, like in body. No. No. No, but, no, not in Bond. But I do like Jennifer Aniston compared to, like, I feel, yeah, Angelina Jolie I'd rather, is like I would the siren ra- in, like, the Odyssey. I'd rather watch a movie yeah. with Jennifer Aniston in it. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Depends. Then Angelina Jolie. It, re- it really depends. It's so, it's so hard to choose. It's gonna be a bad movie. That's <laughs> <laughs> Jennifer Aniston. Jennifer Aniston did Office Space. She did Office Space. So she's beating Angelina Jolie in terms of good movies. Yeah. What is Angelina? One to zero. Yeah. Yep. Really? 
Wow, how'd they do that shit? Really pushed hard and said that, you know... Yeah, it's a video yeah. game right there. Yeah. I'm surprised there wasn't one. Was there one? What, a video game? Yeah. I don't think there was. Missed opportunity. You, you could play Mr. or Mrs. Smith? so much simpler than than you maybe originally thought. It's like, well, they could just talk before any of this action happens. But why? And, you know, all that required was... I love that he's just contradicting his own movie. Work. I think we got from Herbie the Love Bug. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, we got it from some or shag, shag, shaggy the shaggy the something. He's gonna say shit. <laughs> what is he even talking about? <laughs> we got it from some movie I can't remember. Yeah, I remember it was traveling the same way for a And this little bit, so we did. I did want to shoot some piece of action. Oh, that's just attractive and seductive, right? <laughs> I think that was the point. Just that turn. I know. Yeah, <laughs> I don't need to be reminded of how I'm 15 and. We, we, <laughs> Can't pick up any family. Ladies, you listening. Fine. If you're listening to this and you're not trapped in Crandall, <laughs> <laughs> trapped in. I'm sorry. Billy the kid could use a date if you're also under 18 and a woman. Perfect. Perfect. And you, know what, and you live in the tri-state area. You know what? If you're Angelina Jolie, I think you'd be okay with it. So we actually took the shotgun away. We shot the whole thing. We shot. We really covered the scene properly uh, without the shotgun. And then when we got to the end, but you know that shotgun really was. Fun. Let's let's just do one take with the shotgun, and that's all we had was the one take. So everything in this movie was second guessed. Uh, yeah. Everything was like we finished shooting it. And we were like, he should swallow the meat and hold a shotgun. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I've learned from this. <coughs> well, what what we've really learned from this is just fucking whatever. Like, yeah, and you and as long as you have a star in it, it's fine. Yeah, it really is like you can just be a working director in Hollywood. You have a star. It doesn't matter what the hell you do. But you know how many people you run into that's like, I saw a movie. It was cute. Yeah. Well, how many people do you know where it's like the writer strikes over and they're like, I'm not, I don't really notice the difference. We should do it without writers. Leno's still Leno. Yeah. Yeah. He's funny. I mean, he's still fucking, he's taking, he's taking Obama down a peg. (laughs) He needs it. Leno's still relevant. Yeah. That's your first choice, Leno. You know who I like? That Tim Allen. He doesn't need any writers. No. He can just make a movie by himself. You know, he's like, you All know. All he needs is a bag of coke and a weekend. That <laughs> was a while ago. You <laughs> brought it up one, and then you mentioned. I Tim Allen. Tim Allen. That was a big jump. His 1987 coke spree. <laughs> Pre home improvement. Pre me. <laughs> Tim Allen was. I don't think that's what he's known for now. <laughs> Is he known for anything? <laughs> yeah. He's done a lot. Yeah. Improvement. Yeah. yeah. The Santa he's, made, he's made a lot of movies. Galaxy Quest. The Shaggy Dog. Mm-hmm. Jungle to Jungle. Santa Claus 2 and. And a Coke Spring. How long can we stretch it out before, yeah. we have that, before we have that one fight scene we planned? Yeah. You know, that, we have that one scene we planned out. How far can you go before you climax too early? <laughs> <laughs> 
How long can we walk around this house before we blow it up? <laughs> Climax is going to be disappointing no matter what. So, hold off for as long as possible. The sad thing is, he thinks foreplay is everything up till coming. Yeah. Like, he's like, we're foreplaying right now. But also, it's like... This is important. Also, it's like, they, uh... Also, their marriage is broken up and they're trying to kill each other and they can't stop smirking. Well, because it's sexy. Like, haven't you ever, like... Like, killed someone? Well, like, 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 Renee tripped because you, like, you, like, wax the floor and then, like, you both smile at each other knowingly. Nope. And then there's sex later, right? Nope. Or, like, Vicky falls downstairs because I pushed her. Smirk! Smirk! And she's like, Smirk, you really got me this time. And then, like, I wake up and there's a wood block across my legs and she just smashes it with a hammer, like no. Captain Bates in, in Misery. Yeah. And, and we're just like, like, and we're like, oh, we need you. to fuck right now. <laughs> Because it's too hot to pass up. Who's getting hot? I don't know. You've seen it is enough to blow him. James Bond is the most dysfunctional lover of all time in every single movie. He hooks up with a different woman. She's beautiful. She's usually pretty smart and accomplished and like has a great girlfriend to write for any movie universe. But he just moves on to the next woman. Like he's barely has So they're trashing the Bond franchise yeah. because he doesn't get married in the end. Well not only that, I don't think they understand how the Bond movies work. Mm-hmm. Like they're not direct sequels to one another. No, it's not episodic but I bet... <laughs> in any sort of yeah. strict way. But I bet they pitched one. <laughs> The, the, I think the they worst... probably pitched this as Mr. and Mrs. Bond. Yeah. And wasn't the worst Bond film the one where he got married? Like, wasn't there mm-hmm. one Bond film where he got married? Was the George him? Lazenby. Yeah. He got married and then I think, like... They killed her, like, ten minutes later. Right. Why is she crying? Because she just killed She just killed her husband. So it's like, you know, tear. One tear. One tear and a glass of champagne. Because, you know, that's how life is. <laughs> Coke in a weekend, I'm telling you. <laughs> Coke in a weekend is like me. Like, you know what? I killed my husband. Let me go get a $500 meal. What do you mean? That's just one tier, though. That's pocket change. He's mischievous. <laughs> I wanted to kill me. Oh, look, he's still like just. Oh, that just drop in. And he used like two of them. Thanks for giving me Wait, the shaft. Is he quoting himself? Yeah. Saying, thanks for giving me the shaft? I don't know if the you heard me, are... but I said. <laughs> see, see, look at them now. Now they're like, now they're like, let's get a divorce, and they're still smirking. Well, I mean, haven't you ever smirked when? This is not exactly. When you've tried to murder. <laughs> this movie is not exactly War of the Roses, is it? No. Although it was probably pitched very similarly. It's like War of the Roses, but Angelina Jolie and Brad Pitt. Is that a movie? Okay. Yeah. Are you talking about the historical event? Well, Michael Douglas and. Catherine Zeta Jones. I think I'm more attracted to Brad Pitt. Than <laughs> Is that I'm not, weird? I'm not attracted to either one of them thanks to this movie. But like, I don't know that leather man. That was tight. I'm getting more attracted to Jennifer Aniston because she's the only she's, she's the only, <laughs> she's the only one involved with all of these people that's nowhere near this film. Like, at some point, a bunch of people brought her dailies. Hey, look at what we're doing. Yeah. Yeah, great. Good for you. Good for you. They could learn the I read the script. Um, I get it. On the spot, 
you know, oh, look, they're going to dance again. In slow motion. This is very sort of precisely planned. And, and, um, and then we change about, it all. Yeah. They talk about planning a lot. Throwing their plans away. Well, you think no they in- plan to talk about it? No, because there was no inspiration. Exactly. The moti- there's a motif. <laughs> Spontaneity. <laughs> I did. Me personally. Because they figured <laughs> that it was a little violent. Because she wouldn't say the lines. Yeah. Not for years. She decided what lines she would say, and I decided what glasses to show her for. That knife will be there later. <laughs> like, like, there's gonna be a waiter who's gonna be like, "What the fuck?" Think so? Because I don't see any continuity going on. Here we go. Uh, he just looked in the camera. No, he was looking at them. No, they put that. They put that shot in later. Because he literally looked in the camera. Yeah. <laughs> hey, what are you guys doing over there with that camera? <laughs> <laughs> they weren't even yeah, extras. Yeah. Is there a fence somewhere around here? We need a shot. The movie comes out next week. Yeah. And we have to redo everything. Because we don't know what it is yet. <laughs> I have the camera from Brad. He always looks at it. <laughs> <laughs> they basically shot this whole movie like candid camera. Yeah. It's like the camera's always behind a bush. Every time he sees a camera, he just winks. There's always hey. a pause. He's like, hey, people in movie land. Hey, can we see the alternate Mr. and Mrs. No. Smith? No. Because they have a different version of everything. Yeah, I mean, the deleted scenes have to be the second movie. I'm not going through this again. Oh, no. And this scene used to play out a lot more seriously. And but Wait, this I is not serious because this is as serious as the things we've got. Oh, oh, oh! <laughs> <laughs> You're reading this. And the whole black maid comes out. Wait, what? She she blew, blew up the bathroom. No, he he bombed the bathroom. So when she would go in there, how did he know when she was going in there? Because you know, you know, it's a fucking women. They're gonna have to go in the bathroom, you know, with their friends and everything, and they're gonna talk about like, like whatever. Might as well kill seven innocent people while you. Jane, makeup now. Hey, look, somebody's barking. They were also, by the way, <laughs> in the world finest restaurant, right next to the Hard Rock Cafe. Yeah, which yes. is, by the way, that building is not even that building does near. not exist in New York City. No, and look, a. Uh, I know it's him doing his Johnny Depp doing Keith Richards. See that? Oh, you know, it works for them. Oh, did you see the fast motion? Did you see the fast motion when he pulled him out? By the way, I gotta say, pulling a black dude out of a car? A little racist. I mean, it's also probably someone's gonna follow you. Oh, by the way, New York New York at 8 o'clock at night? Perfect. Nobody on the road. Perfect time. You can do 110. You know, they'll stone you while they try and keep your seat. Really, I can't. I didn't see it. Can't remember writing this piece of shit. Well, there's bad decision number four. Can you imagine spending seven years of your life thinking about a movie like this? And then having it eat it 
Yeah, it, 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 critics. You know what? You made enough money. That's it. Yeah. yeah, I mean, obviously. That's that's why you're thinking of it. I think yeah. every decision, every decision is directed by how will this make me more money? Right. And he, and you know what? He probably did fine in that regard. Oh yeah, and that he did what he set out to do. Yeah, I'm sure he can write another. You know. Piece of crap like this if he wants to. Well, that's now we're getting sad rather than funny. Now we're just like, so if I just sat back and I was like, what would happen if Renee Zellweger and Ryan Philippe fucking went on vacation to Hawaii and they were both travel agents? All right, I'd make money. I'd make money. All right. Seven years of that. They had to pull humor out. You gotta pull the humor out sometimes. You gotta find the humor. Otherwise, people won't pe- take it seriously. Yeah. This movie really is awful. We are an hour in, and we're all checking cell phones. And did you just pause it? No, it's skipping. Finally, a good thing. Pretty early on in the Oh, those are nice cars. And this was the moment. Oh, damn. Where, What's going on? I just sold the freelance piece to a comedy right, site for two hundred bucks. Nice. What site? Uh, twenty three six. Twenty three six dot com, ladies and gentlemen. Please check out Mike Drucker's article. This movie is kill sign right for them all the time. Mm-hmm. Who's that? Kill Killstein. Oh. I just sold a piece to a political site. So like paid. Nice. By the way, me, 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 everybody. I hate myself so much. Let's talk about what your career is now, because there's nothing in this movie. Ah. What about Trapped and Cramer? What happened to him? This movie has made us less and less happy as it's gone on. Like, at first we were like, what a silly film! Yeah. And now we're just like, fuck, this is what we have to do? We're just like, everyone's so jaded. <laughs> this is what the audiences were like, too, where they're like... All right, it's going to be a whimsical movie about two attractive people fucking and shooting each other. When you pitch it like that, it sounds okay. And then at this point... Had you done it with uh, Janet Jameson and Peter North, you'd have something. Oh, my God. (laughs) Well, but the thing is this... Mr. and Mrs. Smith. There's not even a title change. Mm -hmm. Because the director's very right. It is sort of a romantic comedy, but the thing about most romantic comedies is it's usually like... They're not funny? Well, no, no, no. But it's usually like a guy who owns a bookstore and like a lady who walks dogs. So it's like people you can relate to. So you're sort of like, I see myself as a Billy Crystal. (laughs) And Meg Ryan's attractive, but she's not so attractive that women seeing her She's not intimidating. Right. This movie, a couple, it's it's like, oh, look at this romance. They have problems. They're beautiful, athletic, rich rich beyond your wildest dreams. And everyone they know is exactly the same, except for Vince Vaughn. But he's funny and exciting. Like, there's no, there's nothing. It's like an episode. He's of the guy Entourage. that hands you the yeah. drink. Well, that's and that's the thing that's bought, and that's the thing that's bothering me the most is that this this movie is about this married couple who who are trying to kill each other, and neither one of them are emotionally involved in the slightest. They're just like doing wordplay and smirking. Yep. And blowing things up and acting sexy. It's like, they almost, they almost act like two people that have never dated. Like, they're just kind of flirting, you know, they're just flirting their way through it. There's no sense that these people know each other whatsoever. Yeah. The studio's right. She was very convinced. She just went to the pregnant. Is the government warning. sneak people in from behind the studio's back in, like, teeny small groups. It's just, I don't know. 
Like, that's why I was reluctant, because there's something about this movie that makes me angry. Like, I almost feel like whenever, like, some hick in the... You were angry four seconds in a movie. Like, just the memory of it sparked something. Before we even started Cause, cause this Because, like, when recording. we started it, you were like, let's start it! And I was like, I was like, whoa, what, what did I... What happened? Yeah, before we started recording... Mike really wanted us to hit record or he was going to walk out. And now it's totally backfired. Whenever some hick is like... Totally justified, I was like... Why does America hate us? I don't... I mean, why does the world hate us? Why does America hate us? Why does America hate you and me? He's also been drinking hard cider. One bottle. But no, like, why does the world hate America? We're good people. No, you're not. Watch this movie. This was top of the box office for four weeks. Yes. Yeah, pe- Americans made it, and Americans paid to see it. And you know what? And 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 I think uh, which is probably the epitome of it. The E News Channel talked about it for forty eight hours straight. Is that true? I'm sure it is. Well, what's very American about it too is like I feel like it's a Christmas story on TBS. What's very American about it is also oh, the fact that like, they're hitting nothing. They're like running. Again, they're like running out in the open in a very small room. Yeah, they're they're like obsessed with the budget too. Because it's a money movie. Well, because I yeah, and and they they probably blew most of it, cording off streets so they could walk down and smile. Yeah. And climbing mountains for no reason. That's what sexy people do. Along with Nick Rogers, by the way, her makeup is still perfect. So, do you think this is how Tim Warner and Teresa broke up? Oh, oh my god! <laughs> More inside jokes. Because they like both had a lot of secrets, and better hope he doesn't listen. To this. <laughs> I'm just curious. If you're listening, Tim. Oh, you know I love you. <laughs> There might have been automatic weapons involved. Yeah, there might have been. I think there was. This definitely happened. Flamethrower. Yeah, At the yeah. very least, an oven exploded. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there was a fireball. <laughs> and Tim ran through it. <laughs> Speaking of which, as a kid, like, you know how you always heard... Actually, this is how it happened, more or less. You always heard, like, how, like, uh... Like, poets like Virginia Woolf killed themselves by putting their head in an oven. Uh-huh. I always thought it meant that they, like, literally <laughs> based their head. Like, I didn't like realize... Like, in there for four hours at 350 degrees. <laughs> and, like, their faces would just melt off. And they were like so... Like the end of Raiders of the Lost Dark. <laughs> exactly. And they were so, like... And they so believed in their cause. They were so, like, resolute that they were willing to, like, have their faces burn off. Oh my god, that's horrible imagery. And then later on, my my aunt had a gas oven, and she was like, don't go near it, because you'll suffocate. And I was like, oh! (laughs) (laughs) Virginia Woolf drowned herself. Did Virginia Woolf drown herself? (laughs) Yeah. Then who am I thinking? Oh, Sylvia Plath put her head in an oven. Yes, because that's a light note. Sylvia Plath. Wait, wait, he just said, did they just say Brad is hysterical here? Yeah. It's people. This could have passed for spousal abuse, but yeah. the reason it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's brilliant. 
then he says that as Brad Pitt gets up yeah. and starts kicking her. Just from the first second you start watching this movie, you understand you're not in our exact reality. Yeah, well, then gets really? No, you two are not in my exact reality. <laughs> is it when she jumped off the big, uh, jumped off the building at the beginning of the movie? Is when we realize this is not real. Yeah, but they're saying it's stylized, and it's not stylized. It's just over the top and way too broad. Yeah, it's just done poorly. Yeah, yeah that's it's, not it's a style. This is not a Sam Raimi movie. Yeah. yeah. Both of these people are very, very good. Comedic actors, action actors, but great actors. Like, I mean, <laughs> this performance right here. Sometimes words just you know, don't do what you want them to do. <laughs> <laughs> so says the screenwriter. <laughs> yeah. Words cannot proclaim my love for you. Like I just did. <laughs> when the screenwriter dies on his tombstone, I hope it says words fail me. Yeah. Words have failed. Period. Because <laughs> you couldn't have sold it. No, no, yeah. Oh, come on. Yep, here we go. Yep. Who hasn't had this happen? Wait, he's talking about how he wrote out the sex scene. Then you put it in. People complain about how much they have to spend for dates, but these two had to destroy their house. Yeah, but I mean, it's sexy. I mean, look at them. They're like tearing They're bloody. Their clothes. Great footage. What if like he accidentally put her down on like a broken vase? <laughs> you know, like not on purpose, but just sort of like, she was like, ah, ah, oh, ooh, ooh, okay, you're going to need to be on bottom. <laughs> what if he slipped in a puddle of blood and fell on her back? Oh man, that'd be so awkward. <laughs> <laughs> we have great footage of that. <laughs> but the studio decided to go a different way. Can we do a commentary on the gag reel? Ultimately, I feel like it has a very sweet message that's probably not in a lot of, a lot of other... Hit your wife hard enough and she will love you. I don't think they're saying what that message They're not going to say what the message is. you got to watch it. There's a lot of love in that movie. I love that but like, but yeah, it's don't like abused wives end up going back to their husbands and then having sex with them? That's that doesn't make it sweet. That that's makes why it... you have a sequel. No, but you know what I mean? Like, they go, I don't know. Again, this is a scene I love that Simon wrote, that they just didn't fit in the schedule, the studio cut it. Because it really wasn't necessary, and again, because I had great producers and a great AD. Um, Shame about that red oak. That this is the end of the movie. No, no, this is like what? End of Act Two. Yeah, we're entering Act Three when they have to fight against, fight back against their agencies. Oh. You just ruined it. I'm kidding. You can't ruin this. What? Now does Vince Vaughn have to kill Angelina Jolie? Yes. See, but like at first he's like, I'm not going to kill her because it's too much. It's too little money. But then if he kills them both. It's double the money, sort of like the rebate check, where one person gets six hundred, but if you're married, you get twelve hundred. It's like insurance. No, I'm saying like if it's an act of God, a million dollars. By the way, by statistics, at least someone's rebate check will be going towards a Mr. copy of Mr. and Mrs. Smith on Blu-ray. Someone in America, not someone in the room. No, no. Oh, 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 no. Well, Billy's not going to get a rebate check, and. I own this movie already. <laughs> and I vow not to spend any money on it. Does technically mean own? Yeah, it does. So, so now that they... So all they, so basically, like most married couples, they just need to have sex. 
Yeah, they just needed to he get... He took out all his love. So wait, so both agencies knew they had sex? No. Is that no, why no, they the convinced one to kill both of them? No, no. Both agencies found out, just found out now that they were married. They, he took out... A, oh, so the eight... So not only did these two secret agents not know that they were secret agents, but both their agencies didn't know they were married. No, so I they just, both thought they lived at this address all alone. Well, no, both agencies. This is didn't a badly written movie. Other. Yeah, it's a badly written. There's movie. so many plot holes in this. Film. Like I've really spent too much time defending the film to you. Why? I don't. And know. you hate it. You're the you're the person that's the probably the angriest I'm in like, this room. Going no, they didn't. They explained it. Yeah, I'm they, surprised you just didn't drop this disc in a recycling bin. My explanations have approached fan fiction, by the way. <laughs> like, they've been like, no, you see, in the past, when they got married, they established different home addresses, so they didn't know. Is that in the script? No, but it was in my head, so I didn't kill myself watching it the first time. <laughs> so the logical whole... Oh, by the way, house, perfect from the outside. Well, yeah, I mean, when you fire a gun, it doesn't leave. Yeah, there's walls there. It actually doesn't go anywhere. It dents something and disappears. Yeah, bullets don't get left behind. They're like raid. The bugs explode. I think both of those are lies. But... Yes. Nor do those bugs actually talk. <laughs> I think that epitomizes the movie right there. They're like, do you ever have trouble sleeping after killing somebody? Nope. You? Nope. That's the whole movie right there. Did he mean unraveling? <laughs> That's what I thought what he meant. Unwinding. Unwinding. Here's, did he say 10 seconds resulted in there being a movie? Was that, is he talking about the deal or the plot? Hey, did yeah. you see the continuity in that? There's no gas behind Brad Pitt when he opened it. You know, that's just reminded me, do you think that there was some point where one of them farted? And it just sort of killed things? Oh, is he? The grammar of this movie is that we take the, what normally happens in a relationship and we just John is a father blow it up blow it up times yeah so he's stepped out of the room in the, the grammar of this movie hope he's okay we're all I'm not having a kid every single one of us no so that's a good idea. no I don't think like, yeah I don't think I'm gonna talk about this cause if there are any teenage girls I am not interested in that kind of stuff <laughs> no no that's Listen, take it from me. When you date a teenage girl for the first time, don't say, I'm looking for kids. Yeah. Let's make this real serious. By the way, by the way I'm going to name them. <laughs> I, don't think, I think it's the other thing not to say. Have you seen the movie Juno yet? I feel like that's what I should You know, I saw Juno with my ex. <laughs> Great movie to see. When you still like her. Uh, <laughs> Do you think your ex will have gotten this far into our commentary track? I don't think she's going to click on this commentary track. That's the second explosion. By the way, John was wrong. The house is damaged. Not all right from the outside anymore. You need to go to Home Depot, get Actually, yourself some plywood. The outside is now the inside. <laughs> so he's still right. Oh, never mind. There's the front window. Money pit at this point. <laughs> <laughs> it's like an actiony money pit. That's exactly what it's like. 
Stairs used to be here. That's how it was actually pitched. Like it, it was like if you had War of the Roses meets uh, Rambo meets the Money Pit meets Love Actually meets Love Actually. And how to lose a guy? No, 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 no. And how to lose a guy in ten days? Yeah, it's it's really an American. You have Mister and Mrs. Smith. Yeah, the things I hate about you. I'm gonna go on the record and say Love Actually, not a bad film. That's what I keep hearing from people. Makes me tear up. What what movie is that? Love Actually is like a British Christmas film, and it's about like all these different people in love. And there's like some stories where you're like, ah, this is cheesy. But there's one or two you're like, okay, okay. Katie wants me to watch that. You know what? It's not terrible. It's not. You're not gonna walk like walk away from it like Eternal Sunshine, where you're like, oh wow, that's. Like, but it's like you're gonna be like, okay. Yeah, I'm I'm saving it for some time when I've done something that I shouldn't have done to any extent, and I'm like, look, all right, now let's. I'm gonna make a big sacrifice and we'll watch Love Actually because it's not gonna be that bad, I think. But I don't. I want to. You want to save it? Yeah, I don't want to let on to her. Right. That I think it might not be that awful. She's going to hear this. <laughs> this is being broadcast throughout the story right now. <laughs> do something wrong. Like, like stab her in the leg with a fork and you do your smirk. You do your smirk and she's like, I had a bad day at work, dude. Smirk's not going to get you out of this one. Oh, wait, wait. This is where they co- proclaim everything. Like, I don't like your cooking. I don't cook. The girls cook for you? Yes, the girls cook for me. Wow, you're a lazy, lazy spy, <laughs> apparently. You don't mind tracking somebody, but you can't boil water. Ah, <laughs> uh, domestic squabbles. <laughs> Meet the crazy life of a spy in Mr. and Mrs. Smith. But again, spy cars are never like BMWs. They're like 87 Hondas where no one's going to pay them any mind. Like, when the FBI does a stakeout, it's usually in, like, a minivan. It's not, like, in, in like a that. Ferrari. That's a minivan. They're driving a, They're driving their minivan because they're a married middle-class couple. Yeah, and they, uh... Oh, look, there goes the kids Which stuff. you buy when you don't have kids. I hate everything in this movie. Yeah, you are pretty angry, from, from, like, the little cross just dangling about in the front to the fucking middle-class mentality of having a 16-room house. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was a little more than 16. There's two people. Yeah, I can Hey, look, BMWs. Well. What I did with this film was I tried to replicate Stanley Kubrick in as yeah. many ways as possible. This is like an eyes wide shut <laughs> Magnolia. Magnolia. I think that would be eyes wide shut. Yeah. <laughs> uh, eyes wide shut meets uh <laughs> meets full metal jacket. Behind the sequence was very strong and, and you know, I don't 
feel like these guys are just as disinterested in the movie by this point as we are. By the way, yeah, we are. Wait, wait, the guys down. on the commentary are Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie. The, this commentary, the commentary is so it's, it's really self-loathing. <laughs> they take themselves way too seriously, but they're also like slowing down and like well, slowing some, down as much as we it, are. It's kind of like they—they're not taking themselves seriously in a pretentious way. And, it's more like they're taking themselves seriously in a way that they've completely stressed out about this movie. Yeah. And now they're like kind of glad it's over, but doing the commentary makes them feel like they're still making it. Yeah. I guess I just rented one in Sundance. I was obsessed with these doors in both movies. It seemed like a novelty to me. It's not there. They're really talking about the van. Yeah. 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 Whoa! Two sliding doors. You have, you have the two most beautiful people in the world blowing shit up, and you're still like... That's the van was really neat, guys. It's got doors on both sides. You can't get that everywhere. You would yell cut just to sit in it. <laughs> you would yell cut just so we could just sit, sit in a wow. bathtub with a gun in his mouth, wondering if maybe, maybe it might make things okay. Well, it got a little dark there, Mike. This movie has turned you... I don't like this movie. Yeah, wow. <laughs> I don't like this movie. I've never seen you react. Like... I felt like the hardest time we ever had before this was Batman and Robin. Yeah. And we all kind of got a little sad. But this movie's making you angry. This makes me angry for a lot of reasons. <laughs> like, in a lot of not funny reasons. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, like, it's not all like, Oh, cars, physics aren't like that! <laughs> the car would just explode. I'm like, you realize, like, how many, like, how much, like, carbon emissions went from those explosions into the air just so this, just so they could make this explosion. <laughs> And they did it like five or six times because once you know the car kind of went that way for safety. Yeah, it's for safety. Like it's such like this like it's such like you know violence is pretty sexy. I mean like a couple a couple shooting at each other at the same time when like real couples were dying because of bombs. I don't know. I'm getting too real. I'm sorry. You know what? I I, I think you had it right when you said this this movie is a perfect reason to hate America. Yes, it's a perfect reason to hate America. I don't think I'm drunk, Billy. <laughs> no, you're just very angry at this movie. Because it really, it's a, it's like offensively bad. Yeah, it's like it, here we go. There's there's a sleaziness to this movie, where you usually sleazy is cheap. This is the most expensive sleazy movie I've ever seen. This is like the who. This is like the movie version of Tommy Sleazy. <laughs> It's just like it's so self-satisfied. Yeah, and yet these two guys are the two guys on the counter are apathetic. Yeah. I feel I feel like like this this movie is just showing how Hollywood's going back to the star system of the 30s and 40s. Oh yeah. I mean, you always had movie stars, but like, it felt like even until the '90s, you usually had a story or a concept. This has like, this has a concept that's one scene. It's like it's like a fucking cannonball run. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is what the which is what the original Ocean's Eleven was. I've never seen any of the remakes, but. Are they like this? Well, the remake has Don Cheadle. Yeah, the, I mean, the first one is, as far as like Hollywood goes, it's kind of fun. It's not, I mean, it's not worth it yeah. artistically, at least. I was talking with you, Neffel. Like, Don Cheadle's good. He's like the Tim Meadows of drama. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, doesn't he look like Tim Meadows a little? Yeah, who were we saying last night? I think we were confused. 
I think I think we were talking about a, a politician talking about oh, why we won't go into the Congo to to stop the yeah, war there. Because yeah, Cheadle's always making movies about, <laughs> about Africa, and he was really mad when he when he saw Hotel Rwanda. He's like, I thought it was gonna be Tim Meadows. He's gonna do that ladies' man bit. <laughs> you have to get the actors drunk to show up on set. I don't know, but they had. This was the first time I heard them laugh. Yeah, that's a good point. By the way, computer, don't work that way. But they they, <laughs> they just said, thought it was cool. Thought it, fuck them. You and, are angry. Uh, this is, this is uh, really, I think, the only... By the way, uh, I don't know why this scene reminds me of it, but I recently saw a college friend of mine who was an acting major at NYU uh, in one of those abortion ads on the subway. Not, not the anti-abortion ones, like the ones that are definitely for an abortion clinic. <laughs> but it's her face like, like, I'm glad I have choices. And I'm like... I wonder if you like. I don't know. Uh, Honestly, think, if, I, if I might use the callback, I just every time every time I see one of those, one of those pictures when it's just a person like yeah. looking like that, I just go Getty. Yeah. Well, maybe she's Filipino. And that's the thing I was wondering, like when when I, when I was when I when I was at an ad agency, we would search through Getty for like an IBM ad. I was like. I was like, do any of these people want to be in an IBM ad? Because they have no choice. They know what they're getting into. No, you don't know what you're getting into. You know you're just selling I mean, that image to whatever. It could be tacos, could be abortion. Or anti-abortion. Could be hate. Buy hate today. The picture of you. <laughs> don't you hate this guy? I do. Call his number. They legally... Legally, when you sell an image to Getty Images, they can put you in an ad, and the headline can be, Let's all kill this guy. <laughs> <laughs> they just Photoshop in bags of money. <laughs> I am surcharged. <laughs> I am surcharged with, like, a knight's helmet. No, have you seen that commercial? Yes. Yeah. The old British guy, that is the most reprehensible ad I've seen in a long time. No, the most reprehensible ad I've They have him, like, Photoshopped in where he pops up under the bed. Hello! <laughs> You know that guy? That guy has to be a serious actor. He's like 70 yeah. and British. Yeah, yeah, he's probably been on, you know, playing Lear for the past. Yeah, at least in Summerstock. I am so tired. No, no, the, I, the ad I hate is the one for... Uh, the one ad where it's like this wife's just yelling at her husband. She's like, we've been audited! And he's like, oh, I don't know. And she's like, you wanted to do the taxes yourself. We should have got someone to do it for us. You're so stupid. <laughs> H&R Block. <laughs> my, fa- my favorite ever was for this uh, hangover cure. You've seen the one? And it's like, the acting is so bad in it that the second time I saw it, I went, this is a porn company that decided to go legit. Because it's like a guy who's a little too muscular and he's like, oh, my head's so bad. And the girl goes, and you have to be at work in an hour. And he goes, you drank as much as I did. Why do you feel great? And he just gets this prison into this sleazy world of these these two that are out at till three in the morning on Wednesday, starting fights with people in a local Irish pub. But like, and they're both just a little too hot, and the the kitchen they're in is a little too cheap and overlit. Yeah, it's big, but at the same time, it looks tacky. Yes. It's exactly what it is. The table's just perfect for someone to lie down on it. 
Maybe, well, maybe they like that's how they make the money is the same director. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Like, yeah, it was kind of like when they made the, the Bella Gossi Dracula at night. They would have a Spanish crew come in and they made a Mexican version. Right, exactly. It's the same thing, except they're also using the same actors. They shoot the commercial while everything's still clear or clean, and then they're like, like there right. had to be takes where just like unconsciously the girl started unbuttoning her shirt. <laughs> yeah, I had an over cure. It's like no, it's not no, that one. That. Or they just let it happen and then sell it as a tape. <laughs> hangover cures gone wild. Wild, wildest hangover cures. You'll love this hair of the dog. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to kick your knee. Oh, the explosion. By the way, we still have about 30 minutes to go. You know when they had the fight in an hour and 15, I was like, oh, this movie's probably 90 minutes. Like, we have yet to resolve some of the plot. This, what plot? This is also one of those movies where you get to Act Three and, you, and it feels like the sequel to its own movie. How, like you know, in, that was the last Boy like, Scout. Yeah, and you know, like in Stripes, when they all of a sudden they get a super battle van. Oh, yeah, awful. And you're like, it reminds me of Ghostbusters Two. That's what this feels like. I feel like I feel like once they made up, that should be the end of the movie. And then you could have had a whole second movie about the two of them going after the agency. So if you're writing a screenplay, don't resolve anything by Act 2. Well, don't resolve the entire story Yeah. by Act 2 and then be like, well, let's go to Russia. Yeah. yeah. Hey, here's something else. It would almost be like in Star Wars if Luke Skywalker cut off Darth Vader's head in Act 2 of the first movie and then was like, well, now let's kill every other stormtrooper. Right. And that's the end of the movie. Uh, well, because it's easy to write a script that way. It's very easy to go, well, they, they love each other, they don't love each other, now they love each other, but that's just two acts. So basically, this plot was written on a flower. <laughs> and then he ran out of petals and he's like, fuck, I need a plot! I need a third act! <laughs> Call the florist, I'm in trouble! Gotta get some more flowers. And the florist is like, well, did you think, Mr. Director, of maybe just, like, making them keep fighting things? <laughs> Yeah. Like the guy got stuck and, and uh, talked to his mentor and he's like, I don't know, take a walk through the park. <laughs> wait, wait. <coughs> hey, Traffic Randall. She does so often. Oh, by the way, even the sleazy motel is completely tacking over design. Yeah, do you see? It's got like red lights and green light, yeah. textures. It's like I've never been in a hotel like that. Green bathroom. It's like basically it's tacky, so that makes it cheap. But it still looks like a three hundred and fifty dollar night hotel. Certainly, it's no, it's no Motel Six. That's no, it's no Red Roof Inn. Yeah. Oh, Which, by the way, fifty dollars a night in the, uh, Denver. The actors, uh, yeah, and, uh, is Denver like cheap <laughs> or expensive? That's, that's considerably that's true. I, I don't cheap. know Denver. Yeah, fifty dollars pretty good. I've never been to Denver. By the way, that would hurt more than that. Yeah, I think Drafton would cry. Ouch! Ouch! At the very least, you'd be spitting blood. Uh, you know, yes, I think Drafton you know, would cry. probably bitten through your tongue. 
one reason why it's great is because it's a little, it's the easier way to go. Mm-hmm. But, and there's nothing wrong with going the easier way, but <laughs> I do love when, when an actor throws me a challenge of I'm not going to do the easy way. I'm going to club him with the phone. Right? <laughs> <laughs> and that happens on a daily basis in my life. Just actors coming up to me on the street saying, I'm going to club him with a phone. <laughs> it's become a catchphrase. Yeah, it's the best thing in the, movie. in the face with a phone. Hey, that's their son for the movie. Everything kind of revolves around that moment. <laughs> Look, he's got like one rosy cheek. Right. He got hit with a phone. <laughs> I think his head would still be ringing. But um, no intended. But um, bump. The problem that the plot had provided these two people was motivated by their merit, as opposed to like their companies were, you know. An hour and forty. Yeah, a revelation. He's wearing the Flight Club T-shirt. Idiotic. Choice. What? Is, is he wearing a Flight Club a fight T-shirt? Oh God. You know, there's ins. Oh, yeah, there it right. is. There's, just another reason. there's inside jokes and there's things that there's inside jokes and then there's things that just wreck the reality of the movie. Granted, there's none, but it's like let me have a poster for an. Another movie that Brad Pitt. They did. do that all the time, but in this movie, I feel like. But it's one thing when it's they like they shouldn't promote anything. It's one thing else. when the, it's like a director doing it for another director, or the director doing it for another movie. But when, yeah. when you mention like the stars of their movie, right? Yeah, I mean, it's like, like you should go watch that one. That one's his. That's the one. It. <laughs> yeah, that movie was good. Remember that? Ed Norton's in that. Like it's not an homage to like you know something that like some French New Wave. No, it's a win. You know? I don't think you watch it. It's like, that's the kind of thing where the director thinks he's taking a stand because Fight Club didn't make that much money. <laughs> where he's like, I like Fight Club. I think that's a good movie, Brad. Yeah. We're going we're gonna to put it back up on the top. And you know what? They probably like led that actor out of the trailer with like the director in front of them and just stood back. What do you think? All right. All right. Uh, Angelina wants a club with a phone. Yeah. Unrelated. By the way, no sewer in any city looks like that. Still clean, by the way, in a sewer. They, they look like live animals being transported by plane. Yeah. Man, it's cramped in here. Tell me about it. You want to you wanna have sex or something? Uh, sure. Are we talking in of character? Of course I do. We're or you and I? <laughs> I was talking in character. Oh, I really okay. don't want to have sex with you. You didn't have to say really. I would have said really. What now? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I was uh, spacing, out on, spacing out on Mr. F. By the way, we have another action Now, were you, in, were you engaged in the movie, or were you staring at the wall? No, I was trying to figure out when I could check my email. <laughs> <laughs> if there was anything I was expecting. I think so was Angelina Jolie. <laughs> Oh, she got to check her email whenever she wanted. Yeah. Like mid scene, she'd be like, "During the shot, man. I got, I got I got the iPhone before the iPhone even came out." It almost sounded like a challenge. <laughs> you think this movie's gonna split up? Well, this movie says no. I've been to the forums. What are you gonna do, hey, audience? Oh, you don't believe me, eh? Here's a sequel. By the way, hour forty-two can't get your money back. 
Yeah, yeah. seriously. Hour yeah. 40. You've eaten more than half the plate. <laughs> <laughs> Can't send it back Can't send now, it back. <laughs> Soup's cold. Bad. Can't save steaks underdone while you're eating dessert. Bow! These people tried to kill each other and they're still together. Why did you get a divorce, loser? <laughs> <laughs> you must be a real fucker. We could probably a woman beater too, ain't ya? But here's the thing Brad Pitt beat his wife. They're never getting divorced. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you were a real man, you could beat your wife, she'd still be with you. You beat a wife and she'd be like, let's have sex on the broken floor. Here's the problem with your wife. She was too much of a bitch to hit you back. Yeah. <laughs> I'm s- That's what this movie's saying to the American people. I'm s- sorry. You, if you hit your wives hard enough, they will love each other forever. <laughs> like guys sitting in the video sorry movie. Now this is MTV Cribs editing right Yeah, there. Like, yeah, with the zoom. Which, which, by the way, they've never used before. never shown the audience villains. How do you... Maybe when you Maybe end you know. in the third act so, and not the second. Let's not, let's not worry about the ending when the movie's been this way so far. Oh, by the way, why did they, why did they put on suits? And wait, and sunglasses indoors? I don't know. They're they're also fighting ninjas with paintball masks. Yeah, <laughs> but they have sunglasses indoors with the lights out. Oh, and they're not even sneaking. They're just but they just casually walked by three ninjas. Well, it, there's actually like an internet rule on ninjas where one ninja is extremely dangerous, but like a hundred are not dangerous. Like stormtroopers. Yeah. yeah, exactly. The the more there are, the less dangerous there. What's that called? I don't know. I know there's actually a word term for it. Yeah, it sounds like yo. What are they in a Home Depot? Yeah. Yeah, basically. It looks nothing like a Home Depot. <laughs> it looks like the best Home Depot ever. Yeah, it's because like a, everything else looks it's like, like a the showroom. best thing Home, ever. Home Depots are giant hulking warehouses with sawdust everywhere. But by, by the way, that's another motif. Home Depot? No. Just overblowing everything that you think of something. It's funny cuz that said precision in the background and, and literally there was none on this film. Oh. Sorry, no one's done that the entire They said George Lucas is involved in this? No, no, there's a guy named Lucas who I think produced. That's as close like his as first they were name getting. is Lucas, not George Lucas. Like the Sean Astin movie? No. <laughs> no. Why not just not release the movie? I thought that's pretty yeah. good. By the way, that knife went into his hamstring. That knife went into his thigh and he's like, he's like, hey, hey. don't throw knives in my legs. I'm going to get you for this later. I bet he doesn't limp. I can't. Nope. No limping. I think they give the audience credit by going, this movie is so crazy that he could get stabbed in the leg and not be hurt. Well, he also had a, he also had a health pack. So he was okay. <laughs> when did this movie come out? You don't bleed when you look that good. I'm trying, to think, I'm trying to remember what came out against it. I don't know. Um, I, I think it was three or four. By getting into this elevator. You know, by the time we actually got uh, around to, to shooting, the perfect gift gift card. I feel like this movie was made by the National Enquirer. Like they had run out of things to say about Brad Pitt or Angelina Jolie, and they just made. So it was like, let's make a movie with the two of them, and we can talk about them for another six months. Yeah. Then we can spot them places. It worked out for them. I am a space user. Yeah, Clark's doing fine. Is these two people working together, not whatever 
whatever it is that's inside of them and it's kept them from and working very, very They're really... He literally dep- said it's about these two characters, not what they're doing. It's really depending on, <laughs> on but, character, character development. Yeah. That's what I do. It, it's about <laughs> Brad Pitt and Angelina yeah. Jolie. Not what they're doing. Not what they... Yeah. What's great about the relationship in Annie Hall isn't that they're breaking up and it doesn't work. It's that they exist... <laughs> really? And we can look at them. Yeah. They're in front of a camera. And we can look at them. And their picture will be placed near you. Oh, yeah, that didn't hit her in the spine. Oh, no, she fell. What happens when John Voight watches this movie? Jerks off. <laughs> Is that to his own daughter? I, 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 I'm not saying I would. <laughs> but I would understand. But you assume John Voight would. It's like you ever write a joke and you're like, this is so good! And like, you know, you feel kind of masturbatory thinking about it. That's how he feels about her. I don't know. No. I've read that. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, good sir, for backing me on this. He's actually shaking his hand. Totally backed it up. Wait, is she shot? Yes, but she's wearing a bulletproof vest, obviously. But she's shot all over the arms. By the way, here's a fact about bulletproof vest. It actually really hurts when you get shot. <laughs> yeah, it actually like breaks your rib. Right. You yeah. just don't. It just, you just don't die. It doesn't go through you. It just yeah. punches you horribly. Yeah, it's, it's still like getting like a baseball bat yeah. to the ribs or something. You don't immediately become Iron Man yeah. <laughs> with a bulletproof vest. By the way, that movie's coming out. So go see that instead of buying the stevieest DVD and listening to the self-loving commentaries. There's three commentaries on this. Yeah, they can't even film one. Yeah! you think they would have edited the other guys in. Seriously. But there aren't any lines. They haven't said anything in ten minutes. Oh, right here. And they run did. that one shot for ten minutes, <laughs> yeah. including them saying "cut." And they did. <laughs> You're the director. <laughs> if if you don't know who will, it's it's like they're testing us. <laughs> like, like, how, how are we going to get these guys to stop? <laughs> to turn this off, watching this commentary. It's like when you have a bad girlfriend and you don't want to break up with her, but you want her to break up with you. Yeah. You're like, let me just do everything wrong. Really? There were not 27 in there. There were versions of this movie that would have been that literal. What, like, Symbo- I where, was this one symbolic? Literal, yeah. literal in the way that we would have written 27 assassins in script and you would have hired 27 people? Yeah. That's what you mean by literal? This is the abstract action movie, I guess? That's one. That's two. Three. Well, they killed before, though. Four, five, six... Oh, I think a bunch of those guys are coming back in another shot. What the character needs to do is um, undercut it. And she did it with the 
Here's the thing about exploding wooden metal. Here's the thing about shooting, not we. Oh, this is the worst thing I've ever seen. Wouldn't they be? Yeah. By the way, wouldn't that deafen you? Yeah. Like, and by, and by the way, they are aiming at nothing. Like, was the reaction is like, go crazy. Action. Yes. And then we'll just cut in shots of guys falling. Which John Powell did with the song that we heard in Bogota and then we heard when they were done defending the house, making it more operatic, making it so romantic, making it lush. Um, it just, to me, it's sort of... Bringing out her eyes. Nothing more romantic than shooting assassins in a Home Depot. Again, not a Home Depot. Yeah, I loved it. It really took place all in one By the way, this is all in one take. this movie is that this cat just walked in the room. <laughs> yeah, What's I know. I've, part? I've been petting um, hey, for like cat. 15 minutes. Hey, Mr. Cat, you want to watch this movie? It's about it's about this couple that they, they shoot at he each other. He doesn't have paws, but if he, if he, he did... Turned he, right, he looked at the TV, turned right around. If he had paws, I'm pretty oh. sure... I mean... Here we go. Uh, yeah. Now they're okay. The bookend. I mean, Wait, so they just shot a bunch of assassins and that's it? Like, there was no head of the agency? No. So, so basically... They shot a wave of people that came after them, and now they're free and clear. The agency's not going to get any more people. You say dancey dance? Watching this movie is like listening to my parents fight. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I just, I can't ignore it, but at the same time, I just want to close my eyes and rock back and forth <laughs> and just be like, mm-mm. I'm a good boy. <laughs> this isn't my this fault. Isn't my fault. This, isn't this isn't my, my fault. fault. Yeah, here we go. Uh, Doug Lyman. Doug Lyman. Yeah. And Simon, Simon Kinberg. Of, and if you couldn't tell whether or not they were completely in love with themselves... And Patrick Washerberger. There's Lucas. If you can tell, they were completely in love with themselves. They are the first two credits. Well, well they're the, the writer and director. <laughs> like, Michael Tronick's not getting head villain. <laughs> but he, he, he got a You'd think the stars would. Costume designer has a solo credit. After, in front of the executive producer. Bad decision number five. <laughs> wow. I think their first bad decision was two green. guys are still talking. <laughs> yeah, usually by now they're like, "Well, right. that was um, Mr. and Mrs. Smith." Goodbye. Wait, Wait, we have a we what? have another three minutes. What exactly are they saying? Adam Brody played Trapped in Crandall. <laughs> as soon as we listened, they fell apart. <laughs> Forget it. The pressure got to him. Closing thoughts, guys. About this film, uh, the last Boy Scout was better. This was really unpleasant. Yeah. I had never seen this before, and it was like, when, oh my god! When I, when, I, when I saw the trailer for it, I was like, well, that looks like just Hollywood junk. I'm not seeing that. But it's it was so much worse. Yeah, it, it really is last Boy Scout level of bad. But I find it to be a lot crazier. It was. It just wasn't even because entertaining they had in a dumb way. No, that's the thing is it's it's so bad and it's so offensively bad that you can't you know you, whenever you see a movie like this you want to turn off your analytical mind and be like yeah all right cool I'm gonna enjoy looking at things 
and not thinking about them. But you can with this because it's no, so. It's almost a, it's, it's a, screaming in your face at how bad it is. Yeah, because it's almost a movie that provokes your analytical yeah, mind. Exactly. You're like, I'm gonna let you go to sleep. And then they go, oh yeah, well look how stupid this is. And you're like, oh. Oh my god. Oh, like I said, I, I think this movie, it's this movie was made for the National Enquirer, and I think it was made just for people to be angry on message boards. Especially people angry at message boards. I think it was made with that purpose in mind. It's, it's really amazing. Oh god. The best part of this is I'm I remember hating nothing. it with a passion. I don't remember wow. feeling so sick. <laughs> to my stomach, you were in a theater, though. Yeah, that's got. So you couldn't, ex- uh, you know, yell your. You didn't even talk. I hope she was worth it. She might have been. <laughs> <laughs> I think she was. If you can't remember her, Jesus Christ! This is a good example of why pornos top off at like seventy minutes. <laughs> because at two hours, this movie, you're just like, all right, I've seen enough guns, I've seen enough boobs. Okay. My, you know, I'm raw. You've run the oh, gamut. Oh, man. It's like a three-hour porn movie. You're like, stop having sex. Enough. It. Doesn't this doctor have other patients to see? <laughs> you did this position 15 minutes ago. Why does she keep using the pun that I held cold? You really didn't commit to that, did you? <laughs> you kind of backed out of You actually <laughs> turned the other way on the punchline. You know why? You know, why? <laughs> because I couldn't come up with anything. And I kind of paused halfway through to think of it. Wow. Also, I really love your cat. I'm gonna go jump out the window. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, Mr. and Mrs. Smith. And... Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Are you, are you uh yeah, are you my, leaving? Really yeah, my apologies. I was gonna say I'll walk down. Yeah, I'll walk down the. All right, we can plan. Yeah, let's make our plans through the commentary. By the way, I think we can stop I, record before we decide who's going downstairs <laughs> and who's getting another soda. It's not even worth it. It's not worth That's it. That's the level of inspiration this film provokes. This, this wasn't a terrible commentary. There was a lot of good laughs. It's just this movie, this movie was is awful. bone-crushingly bad. Like, fucking the Joker should have shown this to Commissioner Gordon rather than shooting his daughter. They're still talking. Oh, well, they have not run out of material. Oh, yes, they have. No, they're still talking about themselves. Maybe we should have watched Cream Royal Albert Hall. I don't know what that is. But it's actually good. That's a great, great concert, and we would have nothing but praise for it. Look at that guitar solo. That's kind of... You wouldn't see that on the street. I think is is. Did Nephilim? No, he's... Alright, well, I'm... I I think we can stop before the the commentary does. Well, Uh, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much. Uh... Mike Drugger, John Clark, John Neffel, Billy the Kid. Bye-bye. Have a good night, everyone. I'm sorry.